ready? Born ready. This this episode is for my DIY uh, do-it-yourself artists that are just getting started out, or maybe you've been doing it for a little bit. You want to waste my time? Okay. I call my lawyer. He's such a good lawyer that by tomorrow morning, you're going to be working in Alaska. So dress warm. We back, we back, we back. Welcome back to episode two of That's Law with attorney Durante Partridge. Man, I'm so happy to be back again. I think the show is 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 probably the one, man. We're going to take it up another notch. In fact, we're going to crank that today. Uh, but before we get into the show, let me give my disclaimer that this is for entertainment purposes only. The information that you will be listening to on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I am a lawyer. However, I'm not your lawyer, so nothing should be construed or misconstrued as legal advice or any advice for that matter, and it's only for entertainment purposes. Welcome back, y'all. Episode two. Uh, as I alluded to, man, we're going to crank that. We're, we're going to pay homage today. <laughs> we're going to pay homage, and I, I don't think y'all are ready for this one. We're going to pay homage to Mr. Big Draco. Mr. She Gotta Don't. Mr. Crank That Himself. Mr. I Did It First. Man, stop playing with me. What? I'm the first nigga to to do all type of shit. (laughs) Big Draco. Soldier Boy. So today, man, today's episode is all about Soldier Boy. Nah, I'm I'm kidding. We're going to take it back. We're going to refer to Soldier Boy, but this this episode is for my DIY uh, do-it-yourself artist that are just getting started out or maybe you've been doing it for a little bit and you just keep running into a jam and you don't know what the hell's going on and how to break out of where you are. I think it's important that we look at the example that has already been set for us by Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is one of the artists that I look at from an independent perspective who has made it basically made a lot of money and he's still relevant some 14 years after his initial single single crank that you soldier boy tell. crank that was on YouTube on MySpace at a time where no other artists, not even rappers, no other artists was utilizing those different spaces and Soldier Boy did it. So DIYers, do me a favor right now. I'm going to give you a second. Go get a pen. Go get your pad. Get ready to take some notes. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Soldier Boy. Let's talk about how you guys, too, can follow the example to get where you want to go, whether it's a, a label deal or whatever it is you're trying to do. Let's line it up. Let's make a plan. Let's do it. So I'm going to give you all a second to do that. Okay, the second's up. Let's get right into it. So let's talk about Soldier Boy. 2007, Crank That came out. Biggest song at the time. You cannot escape it. Everybody was doing the dance. In fact, they, they, I, I think Soldier Boy actually released a dance tutorial video for the song. This song went on to sell 5 million copies. Uh, he sold also allegedly, according to Soldier Boy, we take everything with a grain of salt that he says, but 5 million downloads, so 10 million sales 
out the gate as it relates for to this song, be it the digital downloads for the song itself and the ringtones. Crazy. The good thing about that and the thing that I want to really hone in on for my DIYers is two things. When we talk about who owned the song, who owned the master, Soldier Boy. And if you're in the industry, whether you're new, just getting started out, or been doing it for a little bit, you should know what your masters are. So this is a song that Soldier Boy created in his home using Fruity Loops. And a lot of y'all probably know what Fruity Loops is, uh, but basically the software to create your beats and all of that good stuff. But nonetheless, created it, wrote it, produced it, put it out itself. So we got Soldier Boy as a writer, rapper, producer, and self-distributing. Damn. Killing it. And this song went on to go what we now call viral, and everybody was doing it. Everybody from your grandma, everybody down to the kids. You are. You You couldn't escape it. Everybody was doing the Superman and the Soldier Boy. So let's unpack a little bit as it relates to that example. So for my DIYers, you guys are probably sitting back trying to figure out how the hell can I break through and get going? What does this mean for me? Why is is it important to even own my master? or write and produce for myself. And in short, is to get to the bag. You want to make all the money, you have to produce, you have to be able to write. And, and maybe you can't produce, maybe you have trouble writing and things like that. But the key is, you have to do something, and you have to start somewhere. So that I think that's the big takeaway as it relates to Soldier Boy in this situation. People always give him, you know, feedback that that might be oh this cat he didn't do this or he didn't do that but in fact he really did if we look at the example that's that's been set we look at crank that crank that you know again amazing song went on to be nominated for grammy he didn't win but the popularity of the song what it did was gave him something that we call leverage so when soldier boy was able to sell all of these records make all of this money is no it's nothing for a label to come in and want to sign him and bring him in and give him more money. So this is, you know, just kind of making it plain for you guys as, as you are starting out and just trying to figure out which way to go. We got a person that built up himself from an independent perspective, was able to then take that to Interscope. So let's back up. He got a check from crank that, a lot of money from that, 5 million sales just on downloads alone. So if he's making 100% of the profits off of a dollar, that's $5 million. Now, he had to pay taxes on it, but still $5 million. Cool. On top of that, went on to sign a contract with Interscope. And typically when you have good leverage, when you're going into negotiations with contracts, you're going to get what you're asking for. You're going to get your worth. So he probably got a multi-million dollar contract as it relates to that. But then what did he go on to do? Still smart, still playing the game how he should in this situation. And he produced and wrote his whole entire first album. Crazy. Unheard of. A lot of artists don't do that, especially when they sign new deals. A lot of artists don't do that. What happens sometimes, and in most situations, when you sign a deal with a label, they have their featured artist or they have their featured producers that they automatically link to you. 
So it's unheard of. So when we look at Soldier Boy, we have to look at him as a game changer, truthfully, from the business perspective, because he really did change the game for a lot of rappers. Um, even if we start to look at the creative side, and I don't want to go too deep into the creative side, but even if we look at that, his beats were simple. So were his raps. They were easy to digest. And what do we have now? We have a lot of artists that are saying stuff that is not very prolific. It's a very common message and theme. And the beats are, you know, pretty pretty simple and stripped down as well. You know, you have the likes of Kanye West who, you know, produce these masterpieces and things like that. But for the most part, you have now just the drum and another instrument. And that's pretty much it with your beats. And then with the raps, pretty much the same thing. It's all about the hooks. It's all about what's catchy and what goes on to the radio. So for my DIYers, again, I think we need to rehash and, and really understand what it is that you guys need to do and, and how you guys should do it. So just to kind of recap a little bit, you want to understand and own your masters right out of the gate. You want to also be able to, if you're not, if you don't have a the production ear and you don't know how to produce, then that's fine. But find someone that you can build with. You don't have to go after the top producers and things like that. Get you someone that you can create with and you guys have a good rapport and you can make good music with. Because we can't forget about that. The music still has to be quality. You know, Soldier Boy doesn't take off if Crank That is a horrible song. You know, Crank That was what it was. It's not the most prolific song again, but again, very catchy, uh, very radio friendly, commercial friendly. So it took off and it did what it did. So you want to also make sure that you know, you have someone that you can create good music with and then also be able to write good music that other people can relate to. And then from there, put yourself out, put yourself on, build up your brand. One of the things that Soldier Boy has been talking about in, in so many of his interviews is just kind of how he was able to position himself. Now, those same outlets are not available today because he was referring to LimeWire and um, MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> LimeWire. LimeWire was a illegal download site um, where you can go and download music and rip music basically before iTunes, before Tidal and Spotify and all that good stuff. Um, and and that really within itself was a game changer and led to where we are today with regard to having streaming platforms. Um, so Soldier Boy in that regard was an early adopter as it relates to that as well as YouTube. Uh, because no no other artist that I can recall back in 2007, um, and, and actually he started to put music up in 2005, but prior to that, there was no artist, you know, putting up music on YouTube. In fact, it was the opposite. Record labels were taking music down and putting up copyright claims because people were uploading music because everything was still heavily concentrated with TV and things like that. Yep. So in this situation... Uh, you know, just several examples as to how Soldier Boy was able to think outside of the box and just kind of move. And that's that's what I want to motivate you guys to do. Just think outside of the box and figure out a way to build your brand, establish your brand, build it up and get it out to your fan base and create your fan base how you see fit doing it and how you want to do it and not necessarily trying to go directly to a label and get a deal that may or may not be right for you and have them do all of the work for you. I think it's very important. I tell artists that all the time that I work with, it's very important for you to understand how to do what it is that you're doing. 
And I, I think, you know, in this situation with Soldier Boy, he's tried and true, you know, with regard to his method and his formula because now, some 14 years later, he's still relevant. We just had the versus battle, and we have the uh, She Make It Clap song that has gone viral. And he has other songs that are going viral and he's getting interviews and he's still very relevant today. In fact, over the last 14 years, you know, Soldier Boy will release a song here and there. And, you know, that thing will take off and be, you know, viral or whatever and on, on the charts or whatever. And he's just been consistent. And I think that's the key is consistency. He's not sitting around waiting on the label or someone to sign him or anything like that. He's finding a way to get to the bag himself. And I think that's the biggest takeaway as it relates to Soldier Boy or anyone that's trying to do this thing yourself and just trying to figure out the industry. Figure out the best way for you to make your money thinking outside of the box and doing it your way. So in summation, when we're talking about Soldier Boy, we have to give him his props. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that he did all of this stuff first, but there are some things that he has done first and or has been an early adopter too. So we have to give him his props, whether you like his music or not. You know, he has Man, a very... stop playing with me. What? Exactly, Soldier. So with that being said, man, so Soldier Boy's going through this whole thing and y'all are probably like, all right, cool. He's, he's indie. He's built up leverage, this, that, and the other. So... Why Why do I need a team? Why do I need a lawyer? And here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. When you're going to build a team, and maybe this is a, another podcast down the line where we talk about team building, management, all that good stuff. But just to keep it, I, I guess, 100% um, on focus with regard to this, you need a lawyer. And here's the reason why. And I'm, I'm not – I know that there are books that suggest that maybe you should get a manager first and this, that, and the other. But I would say that you get a lawyer first because you have to have someone to read that manager contract, right? So to liken that to what Soldier Boy went through um, in this situation, you know, before you are uh, doing a contract with a label or a manager or someone that just wants to come help you, you know, as a consultant or whatever, it's always wise to have a lawyer look over anything and everything that is given to you uh, before you sign it. Because a lot of these contracts, you know, and, and this is just, you know, from experience, a lot of the contracts are not necessarily meant to trip you up or to confuse you, but a lot of the language is very confusing. So as a, as a DIY artist, as an artist that is, you know, trying to break through and, and establish your brand and operate on a different level, and even even to liken that to today, because things are moving a lot faster today, whereas you can you can go and upload music easily. Uh, whereas back in the day in 2007, when Crank That came out, you couldn't. But now you can go upload music easily. You can, um, you know, put it up on social media. You can, you know, have it playing in the background of, of promo and things like that. So before you start to engage in any business and sign contracts or anything along those lines or, or give away any rights as it relates to music, I would say get a lawyer, make sure you have a lawyer on your team. Um, if you don't have a lawyer on your team, shameless plug for Lions Den Legal, we're here to help you guys as you, you know, go out and, you know, take over this music industry and, and, and entertainment and make your mark. Um, definitely hit us up and let us know, but definitely, definitely do that. 
And if you guys need more information as it relates to publishing and just kind of understanding um, that side of the game and, and you're not affiliated with a uh, PRO or performance rights organization, uh, BMI, ASCAP, you can go to either one of their websites and they have a ton of information for you guys to go and read and just get that information for free. Uh, just by going on their website and just kind of understanding that side of things a little bit more um, as well. So definitely check that out and definitely get out here and get to the bag and get your money. Take your notes, expand on those notes because I just gave you a little bit. And if you need anything, obviously, from me, hit us up and let us know. Let's lock in. Let's tap in and let's get it going. So as we close out and transition, y'all know we always take a question from one of our fans. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got to call my brother. I better call my housekeeper. I got to call my lawyer. Can I make a phone call to my lawyer? Does that sound good? I want to check with my attorney. Call my lawyer to get the charge. I got to call my lawyer. Call my lawyer. Call my lawyer to get the charge. Mama, call my lawyer, cause it's time to go to trial. Don't read me no charges, call my lawyer. I said I need a lawyer. All right, all right, all right. So we got a question today, man. Actually, very apropos question um, from from our boy Levi Dickinson out here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, he asked, let's see, let me pull this up. He says, how do you own your own masters? If I write a song, do I automatically own my masters? Man, good, good question, Levi. Absolutely dope question, Levi. But first and foremost, man, I can't believe episode two, we're getting a question from Dallas, Texas. So shout out to y'all. That's crazy. Out of the gate. It's, we're going up, man. So that's, that's a good sign. But how do you own your masters? I mean, it's, it's very simple to own your own masters. Uh, owning your own masters really entails with you going to record a song, uh, if you own the beat, um, or not really, uh, you know, I, I, well, own the beat from the perspective of you either did it yourself or bought it from a producer. Uh, you own the beat. Um, you went and recorded and laid your verses, uh, to that beat and, you know, got it mixed, mastered, you know, everything and paid the studio uh, if you went to a studio or if you recorded it yourself. But basically, once you record the song and you've completed the song, you own the masters unless you're under an agreement, whereas uh, you're signed to a label or something along those lines. And, and your agreement states that whatever music you complete is a work for hire and they own it. But so long as you're independent, you're not signed to anyone, any music that you record and that you have full rights to with regard to the beat and production and you've paid the proper parties, uh, you own the masters. It's yours. So, yeah, that's it. Hope that answers your question, Levi. Uh, definitely send us more, man, and continue to listen to the pod. Let me add on top. Let me ask you a question on top of that because you said something about um, owning the beat. Yeah. And I remember um, – was that was that Little Nas X when he said he bought the beat for like he bought it for super cheap? Was, I, right. I think it was him or one of these other artists. They bought it for like twenty dollars and then mm -hmm. blew up. Right. But but what happens if you don't buy the beat? You make the song. Who owns the master then? So in, in that situation, you can still own the master because the master comes in when the beat meets that of the lyrics. 
right? But what happens in that situation when you've not properly obtained or bought the beat, the owner of the copyright of the beat, so the producer in that situation can come back and make a claim as it relates to that part. So it could be a situation in that situation where you guys split the master in half, and you know, you own part of it and the producer owns the other half. So you just want to make sure that you get that con that you first, you know, contact whomever the producer is and buy the beat and then get a, get a proper agreement done as it relates to a production agreement so that you own it outright. Because based on what you're just saying, if not, that's why uh juice world, Mm-hmm. When he put out that first single, and like he said, it was just a SoundCloud song. He didn't mean for it to blow up. Right. But it blew up. And then the dude who really owns the song, I can't remember well, which uh, artist it was, mm-hmm. that really owned the song, I think he ended up getting like 60 or 70%. Of Absolutely. It. He got pretty high. So the lawyer negotiates that after yep. you put the song out. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that illegally if you take the beat without? Not not necessarily. So it's, it's well, it is and it isn't. Right. Because if you are taking the beat and the beat is, I guess, has been exploited and you've not obtained the rights, then you could be in violation of someone else's copyright as it relates to the beat. If they've not given if the producer's not giving you permission to use the beat, then, yeah, you can definitely be impending or impeding rather on their uh, copyright. Uh, as it relates to that. So it's, it's just always proper. And, and some, in, in some of these situations, you can't, you can't avoid it. So for instance, Drake with best I ever had, uh, you know, that's a song that, you know, was on a mixtape, didn't properly obtain the beat, didn't clear the sample or anything along those lines. Song took off crazy song, made a ton of money from it or whatnot. But when it was time to break down the check and clear the sample and all of that, the copyright owners for the sample and the beat, they took a lot of that money or whatnot as well. <laughs> it did what it needed to do because Drake is still Drake, so he was still able to elevate, but had he gone through the proper channels to, you know, buy the beat, secure, you know, the agreements and all of that would have been a little bit of a different outcome. But, you know, with this industry, you just never know what's going to take off and when it's going to take off. So, you know, it's a gamble, but... I just advise artists that if at all times try to do business the right way or get you someone that can help you help advise you with, with that for sure. So that's it, man. Um, shout out to soldier boy, man, big Draco. We, we appreciate you being the architect that you are and just everything that you do. Uh, with the music industry and just paving the way for a lot of young artists and, and a, a lot of young uh, people out here that are making music today, man. So shout out to you. Salute to you. Uh, shout out to all the listeners as well, man. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you all for checking out episode two of That's Law podcast dang, dang, dang. with attorney Durante Partridge, man. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, definitely continue to check in and turn, tune in with us, man. And, and before I go, y'all already know, it's not opinion. It's not facts. It's law. That's law. Y'all be good. Be safe. Peace.